May the words of my the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord our God. Amen. While I was away, um, well, before lockdown, obviously, um, for a weekend, I happened to be walking down a street with some friends when we came across a restaurant that served only food that is healthy and good for you. And it had a very large notice board out front that said, eat here and live a long life. As we walked a couple of steps further, not wanting to be outdone, the takeaway hamburger fish and chip shop next door put up a sign that read, eat here and die happy. Well, food is a very important part of our life. Last week, we heard about the feeding of the 5,000 from Heather. But along with water, it's something we can't do without. We all need it. And it's interesting that Jesus took something very simple like bread that was available to rich and poor alike. In his time, the poor apparently made their bread from barley, while the wealthier people ate bread made from wheat. But bread was still a very basic food that was available to everyone. And he had a crowd of over 5,000 people using the five bottles and two fish that a young lad had brought from home for lunch. And the point said that there were 12 baskets of pieces of the barley loaves left over after the meal. When Jesus supplied a meal, there was always an abundance. Before Jesus performed the miracle of feeding this large crowd, he told them to sit down. And we are told that sat in small groups, eating bread was not fast food or a walking and talking and eating type of thing or grab a sandwich on the run. It was a time for fellowship. Stop what you are doing and take the time to savour the food and enjoy the company. Another thing, bread came to symbolize the presence of God. God gave bread to his people out in the wilderness as they journeyed from Egypt to the promised land. One of the items that had a special place fire of every need of his people. The scrap of bread would be picked up and put it on a tree branch for the bird. Was this was born in the house of bread, Bethlehem. This baby, born in Bethlehem, 30 years later, took five barley loaves and fed a massive crowd rather than send them home hungry. Jesus cared about the needs of these people and everyone ate until they were full. Everyone was so impressed, they wanted to make Jesus a king with the thought they would never go hungry again. He got away from all of this by crossing the lake to Capernaum, but the crowd wouldn't give up. Jesus had become a celeb. They demanded that he keep performing for the cameras, if you like, and produce an endless stream of newsworthy moments. They wanted royalty. They wanted showbiz. They wanted bread and circuses. 
Now, I can understand the thinking of the Galilean farmers because they really did have to... ...the grain, the harvesting... ...represented... ...field because of bad weather were destroyed by invaders. So an easy way to... Can he do much easier? But Jesus wants to point them to something that lasts longer than the things we work for in this life. Quite bluntly, Jesus says, do not work for food that spoils. Instead, work for the food that lasts for eternal life. Ouch. Is that not a bit direct? Is that not getting a little too close for comfort? This nice story about Jesus supplying food to so many people has just turned round to point directly at us. This is exactly what we get caught up in doing all the time, spending so much time on energy on the things that are so temporary and insignificant. Jesus isn't saying that small things aren't necessary or to despise the things that we need for our daily existence. Otherwise, he wouldn't have bothered to give all those people bread and fish. Rather, he's telling us not to hanker and hunger after the things that in the big scheme of things are temporary and have no lasting significance. To use Jesus' words again, spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. Do what you need to do for your everyday life but also discover the possibility of a lasting peace and an enduring happiness. Uncover that which satisfies the deeper hunger and quenches the thirst that has dried up our energy and our spirit. Don't look for true happiness in the wrong places. That's not going to work. Watch out for the small things that have taken over and become so important and all-consuming. I think all of us, every now and then, have to stop and say to ourselves, hi, hey, is this really so important to us? Is this really what I want to be doing? Is this important to my daily existence, existence, to my existence in this life? Is the happiness that brings worth such a high price? Is this going to make such a big difference in the bigger picture? Is this one of the things that really defines who I am and where I want to be in the future? Is it really that important? Jesus spelled it out clearly for those who had become sidetracked by his ability to provide bread. He said, this is what is important. Believe in the one that God has sent. And would you know the people weren't happy with it? They still wanted another miracle. They wanted daily bread and in the same way that Moses gave bread to the people in his day. John doesn't tell us if Jesus gave a sigh of frustration or was just a little bit angry or was just sorry for them because they were just not getting what he was saying. But he continues with compassion. I am telling you the truth, which means in our language... Now listen carefully, you guys, because this is very important and I am going to spell it out for you. 
in everyday language that you can understand. Firstly, Moses didn't give anyone bread in the wilderness. It actually came from my father. And besides, like any bread, it went bad and was very temporary. My father will give you the true bread who comes from heaven. This bread gives life to the world. And then Jesus completely blows their minds by saying, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Now, they didn't expect that, did they? In fact, they were very startled because they knew Jesus had grown up in Nazareth and was a carpenter, the son of Mary and Joseph. And now he was saying that he had come from heaven and that those who believe in him will be raised up on the last day. That's quite a bold claim. But Jesus made it quite clear. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. What could be clearer than this? He's telling his listeners, don't miss the point. What must we do to have eternal life? What must we do to know God's love and grace in all its richness and fullness? What must we do to know what God wants us to do in this life and what kind of people he wants us to be? What must we do to be people who are kinder, more compassionate, more considerate and helpful? Well, it's simple. Use Jesus' own words. Believe in the one the Father has sent. Believe in Jesus, the bread of life. Have faith and trust in him because he is the one who gives life to the world and those who come to him will never go hungry. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. What does it mean that those who come to Jesus will never be hungry again? We know that he can fill a rumbling belly that is hungry for food. After all, he fed 5,000 people until they were full with only five loaves and two fish. But it's more than that. Every person who has faith in Jesus and relies on him will never go hungry. He's able to fulfill every need of those who trust his promises. Jesus invites each and every one of us, individually and collectively, come to me, all of you who are tired from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest.'" 